Fuck you, stay at home. The One Million Podcast. Hebe, 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 who I heap. But uh, hey, but what? Nailed it. Did you just put a curse on this room? No, it was actually a blessing. Unless I mispronounced the third thing, then yeah, definitely a curse. What was the third thing? Hey, hey, but he. But if you say hey, uh, you're dead. So, but only if you say it all together. It's like Beetlejuice. I wonder what he's up to. Uh, I don't know. I'd imagine he's on Trump's administration somewhere. Oh, for sure. But he'll, you know, just losing his mind. Just that whole revolving door of. He's like, I'll write all the speeches <laughs> and the retorts. Get this. You should wear this black and white striped suit. They're going to love it. I mean, what else? What haven't we done? Yeah, I mean, let's. No, let's just. You, you're the president, so you always have to wear red, white, and blue. So it'd be a red, white, and blue striped suit. Unless you're that ding dang Obama wearing that khaki stuff. Wasn't he in Cuba at the time? Wasn't he in Cuba? No, it was like a White House press. Uh, thingy. Sometimes you gotta mix it up, bro. And he looked fine as hell in that khaki suit. And that's hard to pull off. It is hard to pull off. Just ask any Kyle or Gary at some suburban wedding at a Hilton Garden Inn. All khaki. I guess I'll have the Sauvignon Blanc because I can't stain this bad boy. <laughs> it's made by Docker. <laughs> the full Docker suit. <laughs> Do you remember when I had to go buy slacks and I was... 30 something at the time and the only slacks at the particular store we were at that were, would fit me were dockers and i was like no i'm not there's no fucking way i'm putting these on my body let's just at least go to a home depot so i can get some dickies no shit at least then you're like i just got off work i'm a welder <laughs> slash skateboarder slash <laughs> i mean i like nice clothes and stuff they're they're but Dockers is the only thing I won't wear. Yeah. Like that. I'm just like, sorry, bro. You know what I think pairs really nicely with Dockers? An untuck it shirt. Have you seen those? Yeah. I don't understand how it's such a big chain. Because it's like shirts that are made to be worn untucked. It's like that's any shirt. Yeah, but no, they're cut different. They're cut evenly across the bottom. As opposed to like my dress shirts, which are like are cut like you're supposed to tuck them in. Well... Now that I'm informed, I still think it's stupid. Because you can buy, because I have another shirt that isn't an untucket, but it's cut that way. And always people come up to me and they're like, oh, is that one of those untuckets? I'm like, no, this is fucking whoever the fuck. I've heard it's a really nice place to vacation in the winter, though. What, untuck it? Yeah. yeah, it is. There's a guy from there with a huge dick. <laughs> Sounds like fun. Yeah, it was so long he could suck it, according to the limerick I heard. <laughs> There once was a man named Enos <laughs> who could suck his own penis. Man, that's not where I thought you were going with that. <laughs> Real curveball with yeah. Enos. You went back. Had no idea <laughs> I was what like, you were possibly going to rhyme. I, thought, I was like, oh, here we go, butthole. Going straight <laughs> butthole. Penis. <laughs> she already said it. <laughs> she put an H in front of it like Stewie. Heinous. <laughs> cool whip. Why are you putting something some... something shuttle and then that rhymes with butthole <laughs> there you go you're just a poet i am a poet look out keats you could call me yep you could call just me just flows out of you you could call me al but only if you call me betty
Baby, when you call me, you can call, call me out. Call me out. Is that on Graceland? That's on Graceland. I guess so. That's I'm not a. Uh, I don't. I'm not a Paul Simon album guy. I love Paul Simon. I'm a singles guy when it comes to Simon. Really? Simon says singles to me. <laughs> oh man! Speaking of Simon says, I rewatched Die Hard with a Vengeance for the 68th time the other Fuck day. Yeah, one of my favorite threes. Because it's all on. They're all on HBO. Still haven't seen the first two. And I guess it had been a while since I'd seen it because I was like, man, this movie still totally holds up. And then there's the part. Where he surfs a dump truck <laughs> in the tunnel. And I was like, all right, except for this part. <laughs> this movie holds up. Totally happens. That happens all the time. I was like, I don't remember this. Or what about, what about when he fights a million gallons of water with just his arms? Uh-huh. With just his arms. Oh, yeah. With a, with a ladder that I'm sure has come completely slippery. A gazillion PSI. And Bruce is like, <laughs> no, I got it. Until, oh, man. Until it shoots him up the hole. <laughs> Which conveniently. Right as Sam L. And just drive him by. Right by. Oh, oh God man. damn it. One of my favorite threes. It's a long one, though. It's a commitment. That's like a two and a half hour movie. I don't, is it two and a half hours? I thought it was only like an hour 45. Uh, 2.11. 2.11. But it just, there's so many emotions. It really is a roller coaster. Starts off with racism. Mm-hmm. And then there's Germans. It who, starts off with just your regular old, oh, that is, it goes right into the racism. Yeah, it? super fast. <laughs> super fast into the racism. Like catapults you right there. You're like, holy cow, straight to N-word. This, the N-word, is this movie's then, the N-word express. <laughs> oh, Sammy L. What a treasure. It was a great that was a great time. Also when Bruce Willis in his prime. Yeah, when like you were like, Oh, I bet he was a nice guy back then. Yeah, I'm sure he's a nice guy now. No. No? It's like notorious that he's a fucking asshole. Really? There's a Kevin. Hold on. I want to look this up so I get it right. It makes me feel. I I felt like that's a guy that you would sit down and just have a beer with. Uh, I sat down next to Billy Bob Thornton at a hotel in Pittsburgh like 11 years ago. I had quit smoking three years earlier, but I didn't have another in with Billy Bob Thornton. So I was like, hey, man, can I bum a smoke? And he said, sure. And I sat there and had a cigarette with Billy Bob Thornton and his friend. And then we got in the elevator together. And all I, I was like, man, you should just ask me who wants to smoke a joint with you. Because you got a joint. Maybe he wants to smoke a joint. And I was just too nervous to do it. <laughs> oh, man. He totally would have done it. He probably would have done it. And then he would have, like, blown out. See, that's what happened. He would have pulled out some shit that I'm not ready for. And then I would have ended up. <laughs> yeah, I got a joint. It's got PCP in it. You well, ready? No. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. And here's a vial of my blood. And <laughs> we're good to go. You're only in, like, one of my favorite movies. <laughs> Which is? Tombstone. Oh, yeah. He is really good in that. Yeah. Well, I mean, so he's really good in everything. This is the story. He talked about it on um, Mark Maron's This what is the Kevin fuck Smith? Podcast. Yes. So, you know, he did that movie Cop Out. Bruce Willis did. Is that the one? Kevin Smith directed it. Oh, okay. And Bruce Willis was in it. And it was terrible, right? Yeah. And I think this is kind of why, but there were always rumors that, like, that was weird on the set. Yeah. With Tracy Morgan. Yeah. It kind of screams. Yeah. Uh, during his conversation with Marin, Smith referred to marketing issues with one guy who wouldn't even sit for a fucking poster shoot. And uh, he goes, everyone knows who it is. Put it this way. Remember the really funny guy in the movie? 
It ain't him. <laughs> He's a fucking dream. I would lay down in traffic for Tracy Morgan. When they wrapped the movie Cop Out, uh, Kevin Smith gave a toast and said, I want to thank everyone who worked for on the film, except for Bruce Willis, who's a fucking dick. Was Bruce there? God, I hope Bruce was there. Bruce Willis said to Kevin Smith, I'm Bruce Willis and I've been doing this for 25 years very successfully. How long have you been silent, motherfucker? Please don't put your loser stink on me. So apparently he was like supposed to be shooting scenes and he would leave and like go to a local bar and really? just hang out and just really not take direction at all and was just like basically a toddler dragging his heels. But also I bet the guys at the bar were like, Bruce Willis is cool as fuck. He showed up in the middle of the afternoon. He bought us all beers. <laughs> He won't let us watch Jay and Silent Bob, but other than that, good times. Also, his loss. That movie fucks. That movie does fuck. It's so good. The first time I saw it, we watched it again immediately. Yeah. Me and my buddy Sleepy. There was a lot of shitty weed involved in that. Can't believe you stayed awake for the whole thing. I know. <clears throat> there it is. You got it? <clears throat> there it is. <laughs> he, she's just choking on a bone. She got it up. She got it up. Welcome back. Welcome back, <laughs> motherfuckers. Uh, welcome back, portheads. Down the fucks. You goddamn talent receivers. It's the One Millionth Podcast. I'm Chris Porter. I'm Andy Porter. We're siblings. Uh-huh. And we're the only ones that either one of us have been within six feet of for the last seven goddamn weeks. Yeah. And I'm, you know, I love you and everything, but I'm ready for some new people. I've seen people, like, from the street... Yeah, I guess I went walking around with KP, uh, and uh, I do remember seeing Cop Out, I think, and it is fucking terrible. Yeah. You know, give it up for a guy that's done so much shit that he he, pro he had to make easy $20 million for that movie. For sure. And then he just is like, nah, bitch, I'm going to go drink at fucking the bait shack down the street. <laughs> Uh, there's rumors that uh, Jack Nicholson in that movie with him and uh, uh, Finger Management. No, which one's that? The one with Adam Sandler. No, the one with uh, as good as it gets. No, 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 no. The Lady. Shining. Okay. A few good men. Stop talking. What? <laughs> You're not helping. Well, I'll, I'll hit it probably. It's the it's one of the later ones. It's the ones that he did with the guy the guy that does penguins. Uh, fucking Danny DeVito. No, 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 not the penguin who did March of the Penguins. Um, Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. There's a rumor they did a movie together. Was it Twins? Danny DeVito. God. No, it was a piece of shit movie. The Bucket List. Uh, is that it? Yes. Uh, he, there are rumors that he, uh, for a lot of the scenes, Jack is shot from one side because he's got an earpiece in the other where they're feeding him the lines. Oh, pulling a Brando. Yeah, maybe it is just a rumor. Speaking of people in Hollywood that suck, did you hear what Ellen did? Uh-uh, because all the articles? Huh? What did Ellen do? Well, I mean, it's like no surprise to anyone that lives in Los Angeles that Ellen is not a kind person. Yes, but I feel like, and we've covered a lot of them, every other week there seems to be a new article that comes out about how she's still not, how even more people have come out. Yeah, exactly. She's like the Weinstein of being a dick. Well, he, I guess technically he was like a supreme we, dick. But, yeah. But like of just being a dick. Well, yeah. So she started, you know, for weeks and weeks, her staff didn't know what was going on once the stay at home order started. Yeah. And she had no updates, nothing. And then last week she started doing Ellen from home. She hired a completely new staff to shoot her show from her house. 
in Carpinteria and like still has not said a fucking word to anyone on her actual staff. Really? They're like, do we have jobs still or? Did she give a reason as to why she hired a new staff? She hasn't said anything about anything. Or is her old staff dirty? No. Her she old just... staff smell funny. No one has said anything to anyone. Wow. Well, no, I know a lot of people that work on her staff, and they're very nice people, and they smell great. <laughs> How was your weekend? It was good. I did so much. Yeah, we had, there are so many options as to things to do. I did so many things. Uh, well, let's start. We uh, started thir- we, ta- we taped Thursday, right? Yes, we did. So Friday, what'd you do? Friday, watch Vanderpump Rules via Zerm. Via Zerm. Via Zerm. With OBS. With OBS. A Diddy, as I like to call it. A Diz. Saturday? I don't remember. Okay. I probably did nothing. All right. Oh, there was some Animal Crossing involved. Okay. That's what happened. Ashwin Hate came over to my island, which is cool. My island is named Isle 7. Nice. It's pretty funny. Uh, in Sims, I, have a, I do a, a little game on my iPad. It's like Sim City. Uh-huh. My my city's uh, named Harry Gulch. <laughs> my farm in Stardew Valley is called the Pussy Farm. <laughs> I've got my horse Pickles, my dog Little Crapper. God damn it! <laughs> What's my kids? And then I have a daughter named Shamey. <laughs> Sounds like a prodigy song. <laughs> Come on down to the pussy I am a fire starter. I remember when that video came out on MTV. They had to show it at like midnight. It had boobies. It was a basically videoed. I didn't know that boobs. Oh, yeah. Play it. I've never seen it. I've only seen like the edited one. Let's see them titties. Prodigy. What was that name? What was it Firestarter. called? Firestarter. Was that what it was called? Yeah. No, it was Smack My Bitch Up. Oh, well, that's a different song then. No, it's... They use that sample in the song. No, Firestarter is a different song. I promise. I know my prodigy. So it's basically like an ecstasy trip. Uh, I'm in! B.O.D. Or whatever it is. POV. POV. This looks like a drug den. Yeah. Doing cocaine and then getting tacos? That doesn't make sense. Uh, oh, a lot sexual of, aggression. A little sexual assault in there, yeah. And he just grabbed her boob. Wow, Sl- he is a predator. Yeah. Where are these titties at? I think they're coming. You got to do heroin pre-titties. There they are. Titties! Oh, those are sad ones. Yeah, they're in strip clubs. Huh. Okay. I'm starting to want to kill my parents. Holy shit. That was a lot. That's a trippy-ass video. Yeah, all of a sudden I want to move to, like, the west end of London. Oh, that seems like East Germany. East Germany? Just, like, the dark parts. When I studied abroad... In a part where they still call it East Germany. (laughs) Remember the good times? (laughs) I When I studied abroad in London... And her name was whatever. Um, no, <laughs> we we were looking for something fun to do one night, and the Chemical Brothers were playing. Yeah. And we were like, oh my, that'd be kind of fun. 
see the Chemical Brothers perform in London. And then we decided not to go because the tickets were like 50 bucks and we were in college. We're like, that is That's, yeah, $50. That might as well be $300, yeah. 50 doll hairs, no way. But luckily we didn't go because that's where one of the uh, car bombs went off. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Well, good for you. Yeah, the next day, you and mom and dad called me. They're like, you're flying home tomorrow. I'm like, I literally have one week left of this trip. I'm going to stay. I just called to make sure you're all right. I didn't care if you flew home whenever. Mom and dad were like, you're coming home. I'm like, no, I'm fine. I'd be like, nah, fucking, it happened. I made it. Yeah. It's not going to happen again. There wasn't a 9-12. It was just one day. Not a 9-12. Actually, there were a lot of carb. That was like, there was like a series of bombings in the summer of 2006. Yeah. Same with me, if you know what I'm saying. Toilet. Just working out those old religious bits. Okay. Blasting dukes. (laughs) No, I was talking about on stage. Whatever. (laughs) Uh, I was talking uh, about you pooping. Sunday. uh, Well, let's see. What did I do? Uh, uh, Let's see. Friday. What did I do Friday? I didn't do shit all weekend either. I worked out. I cooked a whole bunch. Uh, yeah, went on some drives, went on a lot of sunset drives down Sunset Boulevard because I figure that's why it's named that. And, uh, what other, it's just a weird time in Los Angeles where you can get places in the amount of time that it should take to get there. Yeah. It's like that scene in Clueless where she calls her dad from the payphone and she's at a party in the Valley, but she's lying about where she is. And he was like, everywhere in LA takes 20 minutes to get to. I better see you rest of this door in 20 minutes. And I was like, what? Yeah. 20 minutes? Yeah. No, you can't. Fuck. Uh, yeah, so it is nice to just drive around and to have traffic not bug the fuck out of you. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it really is like living. It's like all the things in Los Angeles except Kansas City traffic, like light Kansas City traffic, like just very easy to deal with and light so it is nice to drive around granted nothing's open and there's nowhere to go but it is nice to just drive around uh listen to some music uh just of course i have a convertible and so i put the top down and just enjoy the evening so i did a lot of that uh scored another pack of lysol wipes on amazon that shit it's like buying sneakers like you just got to be on point you got to hit the fucking buy button right when they drop and uh, man i've been hitting the refresh button on those you are way lucky I'm, uh, it's, uh, I'm really good at the game. I've spent a lot of years in the shoe game, and it's worked well in the quarantine times to get just normal. Every Granted, still can't find a bottle of Perel to save my life. Perel? Yeah. Perel Williams? Pure, what do you call it? Purell. What did I say? Perel. Yeah, that was worth stopping for. Uh, <laughs> Perel Williams. Sunday we, got to, Sunday we got together. Uh, we watched a couple of episodes of The Last Dance. 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 Not about uh, Cher at all. It's about... Uh, Is that a Cher song? I don't know. You're singing it like Cher. It's not Cher, but that's just... I, you, had a, you had a Cher mouth thing going when you were singing it. Well, I mean, that's just how I got the affectation. Yeah. Who sings The Last Dance? Steps. Yeah, so I was singing like steps. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> uh, how many steps concerts have you been to? Well, I so lost many. count it. So many. I lost count at zero. Just a staircase of them. <laughs> Just a case of steps. Just high knees. Uh, what a great. That's a great. Uh, 
It is so good. Documentary. Uh, I didn't realize how dirty they did Scotty Pippen. Yeah. They, uh, I didn't really either. I knew he was underpaid at the time because obviously they made a huge deal of it. I mean, yeah. you see the footage in the documentary. Uh, For those of you not watching, he was the second best. First off, uh, the, the entire documentary series is about uh, the last year of the Bulls when they were their last championship year, the sixth ring, Jordan's last year, Phil Jackson's last year. And oh, is that how it ends? They win? Yeah, they said that at the beginning. Uh, so, uh, oh, that part. spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know how it ended. I was really looking forward to it. Well, it's good news. But, uh, yeah, he wasn't paid well. But, obviously, I mean, he made very poor business decisions. He said them Like, when the guy who's the other side of the contract is telling you not to sign the contract because well, it's a shit Well, he said he said that. Uh and Pippen didn't deny that. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but you he know, got locked into a shit like ten year deal. It was a seven year deal for fourteen million or for eighteen million dollars. Yeah, and he was like the hundred and twenty second. He was the second highest paid player in the league. He was either first or second in most statistical categories in the NBA at the time, uh, and then he was hundred twenty second on pay scale. But he was also living in the shadow of literally, arguably, and. You would win most arguments by saying he's the greatest player of all time. Yeah, Michael of course. And so, I don't know. Jeff Boshi's pretty high up there. On what list? The list. Of greatest basketball players of all time mm-hmm. that are named Jeff Boshi? Because I think even there he's third. No, there's a list. It's Michael Jordan. Yep. Wilt Chamberlain. Okay. Jeff Boshi. <laughs> okay. Wario from Super Mario. Yeah. He's pretty good. Your sports acumen is on point. Which Lola by the Bunny way, from Space this Jam. This will tell you how great this documentary is. Is you don't know like you're not you weren't really into the Bulls. Like this isn't No, I was eleven. Yeah, you weren't reminiscing. This isn't reminiscent for you. Like me, I'm watching this shit like going, Oh fuck, I remember this. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, and we were watching it, and one of the games ended, and they won. And I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> I was just like, okay. Well, I didn't know. Uh, it was, it's fun. But, they, it's, it's really well done. But just to show you, Annie's not super deep into the subject matter, and it's still, she's locked in, is, is kind of my point on how great. Well, yeah, like, I mean... If Kansas City had an NBA team while I was growing up, I would be much more interested in the NBA. But we're a co- that's a that's a college basketball town. We're a CBT. Yeah, CBT. We used to be much more so when Missouri was in the Big Twelve, but then they got suckered over to the SEC and pussies. I mean, I don't know about they're just they literally and they started losing everything. <laughs> they they were really good the first year. Like everyone was surprised. Like oh maybe Missouri is gonna last in the SEC. And then nope. No. No, not at all. Not at all. And that's why the Big Twelve was kind of like good riddance. That's wh- that is definitely why we don't play them anymore. Uh, that, yes. That's just started uh, for an exhibition, which means it doesn't count. Uh, but yeah, the Big Twelve was like fuck you, and yeah, go go to the SEC, where you will never compete in football ever. Yeah. And you might compete in basketball. Maybe. But your your name's not big enough to compete with Auburn or Alabama or any of those. Georgia, Georgia Tech. or They, they might be ACC. I don't know. You but don't have to name all of them. The point is, good riddance, Tigers. Suck a dick. 
forever. Uh, and then uh, Rock Chalk Jayhawk. Go KU. Uh, and then, oh, one thing I've been, so this house party app, I think we talked about it. It's just another video conferencing app. But what you can do, I didn't. But re- like games based. Yeah, you can play games, but also it's supposed to be like more. It's called House Party. So you're just uh, my buddy Tone Bell told me I go. It's weird because it tells me every time you're home. Yeah. And he goes, no, what that means is like I'm online and you can come hang out with like you're supposed to just turn it on and leave it there in the corner. And then eventually just someone appears. And so it's usually how I perform most of my spells. Okay. So Friday night, I was like, well, let's see how this works. And fucking two minutes later, a friend of mine from Chicago that used to be a waitress at the Hollywood Improv chimes in. She's like, what's up? I end up talking to her and the booker for the ice house for fucking an hour and getting half shit faced. Nice. Yeah, it's crazy. Half faced. But that being said, Tone's like, yeah, it connected to my uh, contact, which I don't allow anything to do yeah I, and he was like it connected i let it allowed it to connect my contacts so now people like old college friends are like just appearing on my couch and he was like oh i gotta do, he goes i just lie and be like oh i forgot i left this on man you good everything good no man i'm watching a movie i'll talk to you <laughs> oh but, old bing bong oh bing bong because his names are sounds his name <laughs> hold on i'm on a pia well uh how's your quarantine going folks i hope it's going well I'm sure a lot of you are working. Uh, you guys aren't in, you know, those of you in the service industry and the entertainment industry like ourselves, it's a little more what the fucky. Yeah. Uh, Maybe although- you're, you own a small business that sells porcelain dolls. Mm-hmm. Probably out of work there as well. Yeah. Not a you lot know. of people, you know. Model train set stores. I don't think there's a full store of model trains oh there i'm sure there is maybe in naples florida i'm I'm pretty sure there is i think there's probably a train store (laughs) (laughs) you can't you don't believe it so much your body's fighting you when you try to say there's even a show called i love toy trains on what channel? Oh, it's like local access. We used or is to that cover a Quibi? Those... Is that on Quibi? <laughs> no, it's, not, it's always on a local access channel. We used to have tons of clips from it on the soup. What is a Quibi? A quick bite. Ah. That's what it stands for. A lot of their content is about seven to ten minutes. Oh, okay. Is that, in the, is that owned by NBC? No, Meg Whitman, uh-huh. who also formerly ran for governor of California. No shit. She is attached to it. And then also, there's another old NBC exec attached to it as well. Can't remember his name right now on account of the weed. Yeah. But well, it's uh, not Brandon Tartikoff because he's died. He died. He's the guy that literally resurrected NBC from like the third network and made it. The great thing that it was in the nineties. Yeah. Bing bong bing, that's a sixth jump. <laughs> My piano teacher taught me that. NBC theme. Bing bong bing, and then here comes the bride. That's a fourth. Okay. Got any more brain busters? <laughs> Harmonies with Andy. Yeah, I did choir for my whole life. Uh, listener mail time. Do you have questions, concerns? Do you need life advice? Send them to one millionth pod. That's all words. It's one million with a T-H and a P-O-D at gmail.com. 
That's Gmail for those of you not in the know. This first one's from Jean, and it's Jean, G-I-A-N. Oh, Jean Valjean uh, from Les Miserables. Jean Carlo, actually. Jean Carlo. Ooh, Jean Carlo. Corn- Jean Carlo needs some corn. Although he he says Jean, so Jean. Uh, Jean. Uh, subject line: Quarantine dating advice. Hello from Quarantine Andy Ampersand Chris Triple Exclamation Point. I was hello. Li- hello. I was listening to last week's episode, and when Chris got to the part about the girl missing their virtual date, it made me think of my situation of dating during quarantine. I was wondering if I could get your you guys' input on it. Use guys. Use guys. Some youths. So I started talking to this girl from my university before quarantine hit. We've talked basically every day since then, but quadruple T. Once I was <laughs> up front about the fact that I have feelings for her, she dropped the bomb that even though the attraction is mutual, she is dating someone. Oh, uh, what's this bitch's name? After that, she basically told me that I should keep trying because she's th- interested. What? And thanks to quarantine, the dude and her have not gotten serious. I really like this girl, but I'm not sure if I should open myself up to potential disappointment, especially since quarantine has been very limited in what I can do to improve my chances with her. Thank you in advance, but also thank you for continuing. Thank you in advance, and also <laughs> thank you for continuing to record episodes during all this craziness. It has really helped me with my sanity. Hope you all keep being safe. Fuck you. Stay at home. Jean from Puerto Rico. And then the words exclamation mark. Uh, Uh, This chick sounds like she just loves attention, you know, and you seem like a cool dude. You obviously have amazing taste because you listen to this podcast. For sure. She already puts you on a very high tier. You have a you have a cultural acumen that it was far above others. What acumen? What does that word mean? I don't know exactly how to define it, but. um, Yeah. no, I know I used it right. The ability to make good judgments and quick decisions, to typ- typically in a particular domain, like business acumen. Nice. So, yeah. What's that word? With Chris and Nandy? <laughs> What's that word? What does it mean? That'll be our new segment. Also, here's a bit of a life advice for all our listeners, because I do this all the time. If someone does say a word and you're not 100% sure what it means... It literally takes you four seconds to Google it, and then you'll know it for the rest of your life. Uh, uh, back to Giancarlo, Jean. Uh, this is what I would do. Uh, this chick is kind of scandalous, uh, which happens with women your age. They're, I wouldn't say scandalous. They're just flighty. Yes. Uh, Aloof. I, I, don't think there's, I don't think there's intent behind the destructive things that she does. But, like, you know, telling someone that you, they don't want to date, but you should keep trying is kind of a fucked up thing to say to somebody. It is. So what I would suggest is you completely go radio silent. Uh, you don't call her. You don't check her Instagram stories. Don't unfollow her because women check that. I found out. Because, uh, no, funny story. So uh, this girl, and I'll get back to you, Jean. Uh, who, by the way, has a following that's larger than this most cities in America. Uh, we dated. We broke up. Amic- not amicably, but fucking she bounced. And I just didn't want to... Listen, you want to move on? That's fine. I just don't have to watch it. Yeah. So instead of muting her, I unfollowed her because I didn't think there was a fucking difference. Ooh. And she... <laughs> 
So when we started becoming amicable again, I refollowed her and she lost her. She was like, you unfollowed me? I'm like, yeah. She was like, why didn't you just mute me? And I'm like, what the fuck does it matter? You have hundreds of thousands of followers. And like, what the fuck does it matter if I unfollow you? And she just took it way personally than I thought she would. So Sounds like you don't have very good social media acumen. <laughs> See what I'm saying? You learn a new word and, you, and now you know what it means. Uh, so... My point is, is like, don't let her miss you. Let her figure out that this other guy's a douchebag. Don't call her. Let her call you. Answer if, answer when she calls. If you want to, yeah. if you're in the middle of something, fucking don't. But let her come back. Let her come to you. You know, have all, just turn it around. Because then Which you'll have all the hands. She also kind of sounds like the type of girl who that's not going to take very long. No, no. She'll call you in four or five days and be like, oh, hey, what's up? And she'll be all very nice and very flirty. And also don't tell girls that you have feelings for until, unless you should be in person. It should never be via Zoom. Well, I mean, circumstantial, obviously. But even but then, you I know would what? S- a surefire way to get a, just a girl in her early 20s to like be like, oh, okay, I'm, gonna, I'm so into this guy. Just tell her you're not interested anymore. Yeah, it's really, <laughs> it's really how it is. Just tell her you're not interested. And just be like, what? Why? I know. I mean, that's a fucked up thing, but I mean, but also she's doing fucked up things to you. Listen, I don't recommend playing games, but you should know how to play them. So when someone's playing them with you, uh, you know how the geography of the board. Seven, eight. Quit playing games with my heart. My heart. My heart. I should have known from the start. From the start. That you fart. Uh, so there you go, John. I hope that works out for you. Come back to us. Tell us how it works. Uh, but also, man, if a chick does that kind of shit, probably not worth too much effort anyway. No. This next one's from Dustin. Dustin. Hey, one million pod. Well, first off, he's, uh, the subject line is the future of comedy. They cannot be talking about us. Hey, one million podheads. Uh, and then in parentheses, Chris and Andy. Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, he says pod with a oh. D. No, that still sounds about right. It's the end of the world as we know it, he says. And then in parentheses, and I feel fine. Chris, are you going to live stream comedy shows? Uh, I'll tell you what. I was against it for a long time. Uh, as a matter of fact, leading. Oh, I, one of the things I did Saturday was I did do a, a live stream comedy show to benefit employees and Half of it went to a charity, and then half of it went to benefit the employees of this club that put it on. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, which was the, and also the club owner is a very nice guy and had done me a solid, so I felt I owed it to him. That was the only reason, because I've had several people ask me to do stand up via Zoom, and I've told every single one of them to go fuck themselves. Well, here, I have a question about how that works, because do you hear them laughing, or is yes. everyone on mute? You can't. Oh, you good. can't hear them laughing. But what I did was I watched a few of the sets before mine. And what I realized is, is the timing is completely different because you literally have to tell a joke and then just sit there and wait because it takes because when you say it, the it just sits there and it sounds like the joke ate a giant dick. Yeah. But what it did is it's just it's getting to them. Yeah. So it takes almost a full second after you tell a joke. For them to respond. 
Could you play like 60s like game show music like just in the interim until <laughs> <laughs> But it's so but to them it's live. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's not So you kind of have to step on the laughter a little bit sooner than you would have normally so it sounds Yeah, and but it just take it's just like a weird like okay, here's the joke punchline. Yeah. Beat. Ha. <laughs> And then, yeah, and then you just kind of wait for it to kind of die off, and then you start back into it. But it took me of a 12-minute set. It took me about four minutes to figure that out. That's a third. There you go. Nice job, Rue. Thanks. What are you, 30-something, and you're finally doing fifth-grade math? I just happened to black town. <laughs> Fucking. Uh, so, yes, I have done a live stream comedy. I, and since I've done it and now that I've learned a few things about it, it was fun. I did have a good time doing it. Yeah. And it, but it was kind of cool. Cause I, you know, before the show, I was here having a beer, having a smoke before I, just yeah. like I would before a show. Tried to order some chicken tendies. Right. And then, um, and then as soon as the show was over, I'm like, Oh fuck, I'm already home. So, uh, <laughs> Uh, Time to cry. So I may do more, although I kind of think we're on the quarantine is waning. We're in the waning phase. Waxing, waning. Waning's the back end. Bruce waning. Bruce, we're, we're Bruce waning. So uh, I don't think it's going to be much of an issue. I have a feeling I'll be back on the road in limited capacity by June. Bruce waning to exhale. And uh, so, uh, so yeah, I may live stream another show. I'm not sure when. By the time you heard this, it's probably going to be done. Uh, and now to Andy, are you going to produce a show called the Andy Porter show with Andy Porter? Love the podcast. Keep the comedy coming. Thank you for reading. I don't know who'd watch it. I wouldn't. Ma no, you would not. Mom and dad. Yeah, they would. Also, since I did work on the Joel McHale show with Joel McHale, seems like I'm stepping on the title's toes a little bit, you know, yeah. and also it would just be. What if you called it the Andy Porter show with Joel McHale <laughs> just <laughs> or the Joel McHale show with Andy Porter? Or the Joel Porter show with Andy McHale. I don't like any of those. <laughs> no, it would just, you'd see me playing a lot of Animal Crossing and get trying to get my dog to love me. Naps. Which isn't hard. Otto loves the fuck out of you unless he has other shit to do. Which is all the time now. Uh, well, so there you go. Thank you for writing in, Dustin and Jean. Dustin and Jean. Uh, and again, if you have any questions, concerns, Comments, need life advice, send it to one millionth pod. That's all words. That's one million with a TH and a POD at gmail.com. Doink. And as always, listener mail and the podcast itself is brought to you by Back Attack Snacks. Back Attack Snacks. Uh, you're high, you're drunk, your blood sugar's low, you need to eat real food. Don't eat the Doritos, the Fritos, and the Tostitos with your high drives and your Dash 25s and your yellow 35s. Eat real food with real ingredients that you would find in your kitchen if you had a kitchen that had real ingredients. If you had a kitchen that had real ingredients. Yeah, all you got to do is just go to the website, backattacksnacks.com, enter in the promo code one millionth pod. That's all words, one million with a T-H and a P-O-D. And you'll get 25% off your whole order. That's right. If you buy four equally priced things, you only pay for three of them, bitches, and you get all four of them. And remember, when you enter in that promo code, you also help out the podcast. Please help us. We need all the help we can get. Oh, God. As has been staged. So as always, go to backattacksnacks.com. So snake rain, huh? <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, I was just talking about, you know, how like when they open the hiking trails back up, it's just going to be full of snakes. <laughs> it's going to be full of snakes. <laughs>
Snake rain. Yeah, but you also got to realize they feel you coming long before you yeah. see. It. And so they can I just, know. They're they going to wait go. for me. They're... <laughs> hey, Andy, where you been? Uh, <laughs> I can tell that's you, six snakes standing on top of each other, posing as an adult human <laughs> it's... in a trench coat. I feel like it would take more than that. Well, they're all holding hangers. They're clothes hot, hangers. These are some very advanced snakes. They've got the time. And these are those diamondback cyber rattlers you've been talking about. Uh-huh. They've been quarantining thinking about how to get me when I'm just trying to get my fitness on up in the canyons. They have super tiny brains. They don't really have a capacity for deep thought. Same. That's why you can't really, that's why they don't show love or anything. That makes sense for me too then. Maybe I'm a snake. Oh, that's what's been said about you on the internet. All right. Uh, well, we all know that the Kansas City Chiefs are the greatest team. Did you know uh, they're world champions? They are. <laughs> we might go two years and only have to play one. Um, well, they just keep getting better and better. The first medical doctor to play in the NFL went from a Super Bowl win to the coronavirus front line. Oh, yep, that's right. And I don't know if you know who won the Super Bowl. But it was the goddamn Kansas City Chiefs. It was the Kansas City Chiefs. Laurent Duvernay Tardif uh-huh. was playing in the biggest game of his life less than three months ago, bringing home the Kansas City Chiefs' first Super Bowl victory in 50 years. Uh-huh. He played right guard for us. Uh-huh. He's also a medical doctor. No shit. The first one to ever play in the NFL. No shit. And he's now on the front lines with other medical professionals uh, in his hometown of Vancouver, Canada. What a sweet pea. He is working at a long-term care facility. Oh, I'm sorry. Near Montreal. Not big. That's not even close. <laughs> Opposite sides of Canada. Samsonite. Which that was is way huge. off. Uh, his first day in the hospital was April 24th. And uh, he's not being a full doctor. He's he's uh, He says he fell into a gray area where they didn't know what to do with me because I don't have a license to practice Yet. I wanted to take this time to thank Laurent Duvenet Tardif for risking his life and the rest and possibly at least another year of his career to fight this fucking awful disease that has us all on timeout. Yeah. It's like when Steve Buscemi went back to help after 9 11 because he was a former firefighter. Get the fuck out of here. I didn't know that. You didn't know that? Oh, yeah. And in the 50s and in the World War II, like a lot of. People, a lot of famous people went and served, and like Elvis served. A lot of people served. Totally. So, it's kind of like a little two bird, one stone situation going on in Dartmouth, which I'm pretty sure is in Canada. Nova Scotia. But I don't think that's where the college is, is it? No. It's not. I'm not talking about the college. You're talking about the city. I'm talking about the city that you just Googled. Okay. Stop Googling stuff. <laughs> So I can get them a story. Well, now I want to know where Dartmouth College is. Well, that's, it's New Hampshire. Okay. Here, you click clacking over there. I need you to listen up with your fucking ear holes. <laughs> Man. So Dartmouth, which is in Nova Scotia, Canada, a crematorium had caught fire. But it's like, do you call the you cops? Because it's kind of like. It caught fire. Not supposed to be what's going on there anyway. Yeah. Well, I, you know, you're supposed to still have walls and stuff. I mean, an open-air crematorium doesn't sound so bad. I'm just saying. I mean, no one was injured. No. 
Well, it's also like, well, I guess I don't have to go into work tomorrow. You just scoop up some ash and they're like, there's grandpa. And it's really just a refrigerator. Like, you know, anyway. Right. It says Maytag. It's a, yeah. <laughs> oh, we were trying to do lines of grandpa the other night and I snorted a fucking vegetable crisper. <laughs> oh, God damn it. He left the slice and dice. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like, I don't know. A couple people got a few days off work. The to-do list was checked off. <laughs> hey, your uncle's ready early. <laughs> uh, and it's also, you're going to have to bring your own urn. Because our urns are burnt. <laughs> they don't, you have to buy the urn separately anyway. They don't, they, but I'm sure the they have them in a house. plastic bag, like in a cardboard box. But, they sh- but they're in-house. You don't just show up and just take a scoop yeah, of Uncle Jeff. Yeah, but the in-house selection is just shit. <laughs> You want to get a pimp urn? No, I want mine to go be to... clear. And I want my eyeballs to be... Oh, you want them to pull your eyeballs out and just set them on top? No, like I want, them, I want to be in a clear urn and then just have my eyeballs on the middle of my ashes just peeking out. And they follow you around the room. <laughs> I think it'd be awesome. I think what a fun goof. That's a special order. Exactly. That's why I'm telling you I can't get that done in-house. <laughs> Uh, you know the story, but I want to tell our audience this story. Uh, when our grandpa Harold died, uh, it was up to me and dad to go make the funeral arrangements, which was, I know a first for me. I think it was a first for dad too. And so we showed up. So we were there and the, the Amos funeral guys, very famous, famous, famous. That's what they're named after. Very famous Kansas city embalmers and cookie makers. Uh, we, uh, (laughs) We're in there, and they and so they're they're fans of mine. It turns out they had been to a couple shows, and so they start. We start looking at. They basically have a menu for you for death stuff, and so death menu, death menu. And so we're kind of sitting there checking out the menu, and after we kind of finalize things, I said, and we're also going to need a dove release and a butterfly release. A butterfly release. A butterfly release. A butterfly. Uh, that that was also on there. Where they just, they have a skillet. They just have the smell of burnt, burnt butter. It's nice. Mm. Just kind of calms the more obese mourners. Uh, so anyway, they were telling us, and they go, do you want to hear some funny stories? And we're like, yeah. And they go, we did a... Do you think that's how they end every like deal that they close? You know, other people come in when they're like done. So they're so sorry for your loss, but thank you for doing business with us. Also, you want to hear a funny story? Hear a goof. <laughs> so they're talking about you know we had grown a rapport with them. We had told you know we had told some jokes. We had told some funny stories about Grandpa, of which there are plenty. They go so we're in the middle of Kansas, like real Kansas, like the part of Kansas where you can le- drive for forty five minutes and still see your house. Uh, he said they ordered a dove release and the guy was a big hunter as was all of his friends. So we released the doves. What they didn't tell anybody was there were four dudes ready with shotguns that took out every single dove (laughs) to the horrification of not only the fucking funeral people, but many people at the fucking funeral that didn't know that this was about to occur. And then another story, they're like, when they send us, this company sends us the butterflies. We don't, you know, obviously we're a funeral people. We don't deal in butterflies. We're not, we're not fly guys. We're not fly guys. So that's, 
they they bring that in from out of house. Oh, you have to outsource that for sure. It's uh, that's a contractor. They say they go, please keep the. They just show up in a cardboard box. Yeah, like they just capture a bunch of them, put them in a box, and hope for the best. And then they ship them, and they're like, keep them in a cool, dark place. And they're like, again, we're funeral home, so we got plenty of those. Oh but yeah, they've been just jam them in the drawer they with said Jeff. We've had multiple services where we open the box. And nothing, <laughs> just fucking. You just have, you just to, have grab to kind a of toss them and like... hope they just float away nicely. <laughs> Oops. Oh shit! So, Wendy's recently announced it would be giving away free chicken nuggets on a certain date. To, nuggies to help out communities during the coronavirus pandemic. Oh, I want some nuggies. A uh, man in Oregon <laughs> heard about the promotion. And decided he would take full advantage. I got, I picked this story. 98% for this dude's Twitter handle. Ooh, what is it? Squeezy Jibs. <laughs> so what does that even mean? I don't know. <laughs> it's at Squeezy. That's at S-K-W-E-E-Z-Y. But his full, the full name is Squeezy Jibs. Squeezy jibs, because uh, jibs are usually a thing for a camera. Okay. That's what it just not a gyroscope, but it's like a you know it's a camera crane. That's a that's a jib. I don't know, made of metal. Why would you squeeze them? Last week, Wendy's announced that participating restaurants across the country will be giving away orders of four piece chicken nuggets to anyone visiting the drive through. Uh, it was a promotion called Group Nug. <laughs> There was a limit of one free nugget per customer. One free nugget? You get one, one nugget? One free nuggets. One free pack. Oh, of four. Of a four pack? Uh, well, squeezy, squeezy jibs. This was his tweet. Times is tough. So when I heard Wendy's was giving out free four-piece nuggets today, I knew I had to hustle. I hit every damn Wendy's twice within 17 miles across two states. It took five hours, but we are now we are eating free for a week. How many nuggies did he get? Uh, I'll see here. 4P. Let's see. Did it have to come with a purchase? I guess not. There was a limit of one pack. He went to 11 different Wendy's. Eleven windows. And then he and then he drove and then he did it twice. So that's twenty-two orders times four is eighty-eight nuggets. A week, really? I mean eighty-eight get, nuggets. I, I have a feeling day That's that's a day and a half tops. I was gonna I have a feeling day one you knock out like a twenty piece over the day. For sure. And then day two you're like, I can't do any more nuggets, but then like towards the end of the night you're like, I'm gonna do a four piece. Yeah, well you put them just put them back in the oven, they crisp right up. I mean but I don't <laughs> But day four nuggies, I don't think you they don't crisp want those. up. You don't crisp you up. You don't want those. Oh something crisps up but also and i will put the picture on the instagram and andy please remind me of because squeezy uh he posted a photo with the nuggies squeezy jib sounds like the guy who's in that prodigy video for sure he sounds like the auxiliary percussionist for prodigy (laughs) he's he looks like a guy that would Oh, yep. That is Squeezy Jibs. Uh, he lives in the Portland area. 
Uh, fuck, bro. And he even posts his route. For those of you, for those of our fun listeners. He went international. For those of our, oh, he did. He went up in event. No, he did. He did. He did. He, he went, went to, he went to. Portland, so- Beaverton, Twalith, Milwaukee with an IE. He stopped a couple in Portland proper. Even went up to Beaverton, up into ba- Vancouver for one. Go squeeze. Yeah, man. Oh, fuck. Man, uh, I love some Wendy's. Oh, really- someone in the comments says, loving that Hanes mask you're sporting in all caps. <laughs> squeeze it, goes. It has Moyer suture wicking. <laughs> man, I can't. I'll post. Oh, fuck. He's a smart dude. He takes advantage of things. I wonder if Wendy's replied. Oh, it says that's just straight up impressive, not going to (laughs) lie. It costs at least. Okay. Then then a guy comes in and it says it costs at least 50 cents per mile to operate a vehicle, which is probably about right. So this costs over $30 for free nuggets. Hey, man, like we said, sometimes you just got to get the fuck out of the house. Yeah, this dude went on a nuggy run. Thirty dollars. Okay, so he got twenty-two orders at at thirty dollars. So he still paid like a dollar fifteen an order. That's still well. They're probably ninety-nine cents. Bummer. So he. he hey man, up. maybe he just needed to go for a drive. Maybe he was he was gonna spend that thirty dollars anyway. But also maybe a life lesson to like maybe do the math, do the hard math before you get. Dangled hey man, with the, the free nugget. The guy nugget. who's making 22 orders at Wendy's in one day, I really don't think is going to have the capacity for the math. I'm just saying for you copycats out there, Chris and Andy crime tips, make sure the risk is worth the reward. And nuggies are always worth the reward. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it. That is it. Another great episode. Well, Hell yeah. I guess it's really up to you. We had a lot of fun doing it. I had the most fun doing. I kind of want nuggies. Well, you're getting pizza and also and ch- wings, wingy boys, and those Cinnabon thingies. <gasps> oh, and the beatus, and the beatus. Well, as always, this has been the One Millionth Podcast. I'm well. First, let's so, so back up. Back up. Let's back up. Easy, fucking Neil Pert from Rush, because you're rushing to end the episode. Neil Pert was a clock, and he never rushed. Uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you can find me at I am Chris Porter on Instagram and Twitter. You can find the pod on Twitter at the number one and the words millionth pod. And you can find me on Instagram at Andy Port and on Twitter at Andy Porter. And you can find the pod on Instagram at one millionth pod. That's one million with a TH and a POD. That's all words. And also you can see all my canceled dates at Chris Porter comedy.com. I'll be hitting the road again in June. I hope that's really up to you, isn't it? So fuck you. Stay at home. Remix. Remix. Smack my bitch. You do, though. You're aggressive. Yeah, well, she deserved it.